This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It's the Drop Podcast, back once again for another game recap. Of course, this is the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to be recapping the Blues versus Wild, round one, game three. Uh, the Blues were really looked good in games one and two. However, Minnesota, in my mind, really outplayed them for most of those two games. But the Blues got the breaks. The Blues really worked hard to get those wins, and they got both of those wins two to one. So coming into this game, they're ahead two games to none. The Wild really need this game, and the Blues know the Wild should be coming out and really have a good first period because this team is on the ropes, and they want to try to get back in this. Do they need to change anything? I honestly don't think they do. Uh, The Wild just need to continue to do what they're going to do to try to beat the Blues, and the Blues need to continue to do what they've done to beat the Wild. So we'll see if there's been any change. Changes. Uh, there actually weren't any changes going into this. Uh, both teams came out in the first period. The Blues carried the play big time. I mean, big time. You could tell the Blues wanted this game bad, and the Wild were just shocked at how the Blues came out. Just max effort from the drop of the first puck, and the Blues would get the first goal just about three and a half minutes into this tilt and it would be Colton Pareko, the guy with the heavy shot to put the Blues ahead one to nothing. David Perron attempting to get it out, hounded by Jared Spurgeon. And now Berglund back out. Patrick Berglund had an assist in game two. Now Perenko, his shot is One nothing St. Louis. It's nice to see Pareko get this goal. He played well in the playoffs last year, and he, you can tell he's building on it. He had a great game last night and uh, was great defensively. Got some shots on the net and got this goal to put the Blues up one to nothing. It would be Pareko's uh, first goal in the playoffs. It would be Berglund's second assist, and Perron got an assist on that. Three minutes and twenty five seconds in the Blues just bombed barded the Wild in this first period. I don't think the Wild knew what hit them. You could tell the Blues wanted this game badly. Tarasenko would end up hitting the post once. Steam would end up hitting the post once. Uh, you know, Sanford had a breakaway. Bertuzzo had a breakaway. This game could have been three or four to nothing very easily after the first period, but Dubnik kept them in the game in the post, I guess you could say, kept them in the game. Uh, they were outshot. The Wild were 15 to nine by the Blues, which is great because the Blues have been outshot uh, in most of these uh, periods, but they really outplayed the Wild going into the second period. You're wanting the Blues to continue this. The Blues did continue this, but you could tell the Wild were starting to build some momentum and they put some pressure on Jake Allen, but he was up to the task. And a yawning cage. Suter again, a wrister. Pick Nino Niederreiter defers to Miko Koivu in the high slot. 
and Mikael Granlund just can't get to it. And then Ryan Suter's going to get it. Quick flick of the wrist. Changes directions on the way. Jake Allen with another huge game for the Blues. You know, and I've said it in the past couple of game recaps. You can't say enough about Jake. He's matured so much. He's getting the right angles to the puck. He's in the right position. He comes out of the net when he needs to. He scoots back a little bit into the net when he needs to. This is a confident goalie who is playing at his best. And uh, besides, Pekka Rene has got to be the top goalie in the playoffs this year so far. I'd like anybody to argue that point with me and tell me something different. But besides Rene, Jake Allen is playing great. Although he's playing great, you know Minnesota's got some great players such as Coyle, Parise, and uh, Dubna. They've just a totally talented team, and you know they're not going to give up, and they didn't. And they started to gain a little momentum in the second period, and they were finally able to put a puck past, past Jake Allen, which must have really given them a boost of confidence. Those took a hit from Stahl. It ricochets around. Coyle's got it. Now Parisi. Zach Parisi, a shot. Fended off by Allen. He scores on the rebound. Charlie Coyle came busting through Minnesota. With both forwards going to the net, Eric Stahl and Charlie Coyle, and the Wild finally break through Jake Allen. You could feel this coming because of the sense of urgency that they've displayed. The biggest thing is Charlie Coyle was the best player for Minnesota in game two. He's starting to take off on this one, too. Zach Parisi's going to buy some time, back the defense off, shoot the puck on goal, and that's what you have to do, just like Bruce Boudreaux said. Get bodies to the net, finish it off. He outmuscles Bo Meester at the point of attack. A huge goal for the Wild gives him some confidence, lets him know that, hey, we can beat this guy, Jake Allen. Let's put some pressure on him. Let's get some people in front of the net, and that's exactly what happened on the rebound. Charlie Coyle was able to get this rebound. Uh, Jake just let it go and probably should have smothered it a little bit better, but it was a great shot by Charlie Coyle. Hard work to get in there and get this goal for the Wild. That was Charlie Coyle's first goal. Parise gets his first assist, and Suter gets his second assist. 12 minutes and 59 seconds into the second, we are tied at one apiece. Uh, you could tell that they gained some confidence, like I said, from this goal, but the Blues aren't going to have any of this. They're going to keep pressing. They're not changing their game, and they didn't get down after this game got tied. And just about two and a half, three minutes later, the Blues would take the lead two to one on this goal by Jaden Schwartz. It's bumped out by Schwartz. Steen, Petrangelo, now Tarasenko. Try that side. Now in front. Minnesota, you're back in the game and a bad penalty right in the neutral zone and that's usually hockey karma. Ryan White took a bad penalty on Jaden Schwartz. The Scandella helped this along, John. Six and White. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I still think Jaden Schwartz's stick got there. Such bad timing for the Wild to get this penalty. They were starting to build some some momentum. And White just high-stick Jaden Schwartz. Just so obvious. Stupid, stupid penalty. And I'm sure that Bruce Boudreaux is not happy at all about that penalty. That goal for Jaden Schwartz, that would be his second of the playoffs. Steen got an assist on that. His second, Tarasenko got an assist his second. So both guys who hit the post in the first period got assist in this second period. It was a power play goal. The Blues are up 2-1. to one. Uh, 
the Blues take the lead two to one. A Minnesota did outshoot the Blues in that period, thirteen to eight. The Wild are starting to gain a little bit of momentum, but the Blues just kind of took it away from them there. Uh, we would end the period at that score two to one, and going into the third period, you're hoping the Blues will be able to come out strong because you know the Wild are going to. You know that Bruce Boudreaux and those veteran players he has are going to come out and really, really try to take control of this game, and they they did in the third period. They really outplayed the Blues, and they just pushed a storm into the Blues, but Jake Allen really came up big to keep this game 2-1. to one. The scrum, Suter, is it along the boards. Up top, Spurgeon moving in on Tarasenko. Stewart on the doorstep, but a save! Jake Allen doing his thing again. And Minnesota still building off getting bodies to the net. Jake Allen, outstanding response. Angelo, hounded by Coyle. Charlie Coyle with a shot, patted down by Allen. Rap chance. And he had an open net, and it goes off the post just before Allen jumps on it. McGuire is inside the glass here at Scott Trade Center. Eric Stahl. by Alex Petrangelo. Rodine hammers one. Caught by Allen. Jake Allen has earned his keep all series long. But he really earned his keep in this third period. Although they, you know, 13 to 8 again in shots up for the Minnesota in favor of them. Jake had to make some very good saves because the Wild came alive in that third period and probably outplayed the Blues for the most part. They did their best to try to get back in this game and tie it up. They even pulled their goaltender, but to no avail. The Blues would add an empty net goal with just a few seconds left to cap this one off at 3-1. to one. Easy, 120 on the clock. Alex Petrangelo for Jay Bowmeister. He'll take a hit, make a play, try to get it out. They do. Berglund, a handoff for Steen. Empty net. There he goes. Probably the best tandem playing in the National Hockey League playoffs. 27 in blue. Alex Petrangelo, 19 in blue. Jay Bowmeister, you see him look up. Strong on the boards. Give it up from Berglund to Steen to the back of the net. The Blues seal the deal with the Steen goal. Just such a big goal for the Blues. A big game for the Blues. That goal would be Steen's first of the playoffs. Berglund would get his third assist. Berglund's had a nice playoff series so far. Been physical. Been giving the puck to other people, dishing it off. Nice to see him play well. Just so great for the Blues at this point. Sabotka would also get an assist, so he's got uh, an assist and a goal in this series. And that was at 1849 into the third, just 11 seconds left. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Blues with the win take a commanding 3-0 lead. What a great game for the Blues. Uh, the shots on goal were 31-41. to The Blues still need to work on that. Uh, as you're going to hear from Mike Yo. He knows this. You can't keep winning games when you're getting outshot, um, especially in that third period when they had quality chances. Power plays, the uh, Minnesota was 0 for 4. The Blues were 1 for 3. Minnesota continues to dominate the faceoffs, although not as bad this time, 58 to 42%. Charlie Coyle gets the lone goal for the Minnesota Wild due to his hard work in front of the net. Prese gets an assist, and Suter gets an assist. Dubnik played well. Uh, you cannot fault Devin Dubnik for... The losses in this game. He just has not played as well as Jake Allen. He made uh, 28 out of 31 saves. Uh, Pareko gets a goal his first. Schwartz gets a power play goal his second. 
Steen gets that empty net goal towards the end of the game and also gets an assist. Berglund has two assists in the game to give him three total for the playoffs. Tarasenko gets an assist. Tarasenko isn't scoring, but he's dishing the puck off and giving some other people some opportunities, and he hit the post tonight. Jake Allen makes 40 of 41 saves. Huge game, guys. The Blues are up three games to none. Why don't we go ahead and hear uh, from the post-game interviews from uh, Alex Petrangelo, Jake Allen, and then we'll hear a little bit from Coach Mike as he is happy with the way the Blues have played, but he knows they can always improve, and especially on cutting down on those shots against Jake. In more ways can you describe how good Jake is right now? It's fantastic. I'm, I'm not very good with words. I don't use big words, so I'll just say fantastic is about the biggest one I can figure out, but lights out, I guess. Uh, he's calm back there. Anytime we need to save a whistle, he's there, and uh, going to need him the rest of the way. How would you explain the third period there and just uh, what it was like being on the ice? They had a number of you know, chances, certainly a number of shots. Yeah, I mean, they're getting shots, a lot of them from the outside. And when you got Jake back there making the saves, it's uh, it's easy to clear the second rebound. So uh, if they want to get that many shots from the outside, we'll just keep protecting in front of the net. Being down two in the series, you expected about as big a push from them? Yeah, we, the game we knew they are going to have a push. I mean, uh, we need a little bit better pushback in the second period. But, again, I'm proud of the effort that guys gave. We came back and uh, pushed back in the third. How similar have these games been? Each, all three of them. Do you feel like there's some similarities? Yeah, I mean, you look at all the scores throughout the playoffs. They're all going to be tight. I mean, there's uh, not a big margin for error. So we know we're going to uh, play tight games, and we've won those throughout the year. Once again, young defensemen continue to shine. Colton Pareko gets you guys on the board first. Yeah. What is he doing so well, or why? Why uh, is that able to happen? Does everything well, yeah, especially shoot the puck. <laughs> Um, you know, just, he doesn't need much space to beat the goalie. So uh, it was one heck of a shot to kind of get us going there. And the young guys want to keep rolling. We'll stick to it. Is that the kind of start you needed in this game? It seemed like probably the biggest, most jump you've had in the series. Yeah, especially being at home sometimes, uh, you know, you can get overly excited. But uh, to kind of get one on the board, that really gives a good kickstart. Specifically in the second period, you guys had to kill off some huge penalties there. How good are you guys doing killing penalties? Well, we're just being aggressive. I think uh, we're utilizing, especially up front, a lot of different guys. So we're keeping the energy up. Again, Jake's been fantastic, you know, on the kill. But uh, we got some things that are working for us. Can't keep it a secrets, but uh, proud of the effort there in the penalty kill. Guys are sacrificing a lot. There's been just similarities in all in all three of these games so far. Yeah, it's been the same. Uh, they've stuck to their game plan. We've stuck to ours, and uh, you know, real tough, tough test for us out there. The second half of the game, they pushed obviously really hard and put us on our heels a bit, and we grinded and we got it done. So huge win for us. And you expected that, didn't you? That for them being down two in the series, that they were going to push back even more as the game went on. Yeah, you know that the next game is going to be even harder. So we're going to, have to be take the next two days rest up and uh, be ready for the hardest game yet. I don't know. I'm not in their heads. Uh, I'm just playing my game, and uh, I don't know what's going on over there. But uh, you know, we're just focusing ourselves, and we're not worrying about uh, what they're doing or what they're changing their game and their lineup. So we're just we're doing a good job and focusing our, ourselves. And uh, you know, it was a it was a gutsy win tonight. The save on Suter. Did that puck change direction? Oh, yeah, big time. It was going two feet wide to the right and went back to the left. Yeah, no, I know what the mental approach needs to be, but is it, is it hard not to look at where it is in the series and just take it that one game at a time, or does that something you guys attack? No, we're doing a pretty good job of that. We're not worried about uh, series up two games, up three games. We're just worrying about ourselves again, one game at a time. And, um, you know, we got one more to, to finish thing, this thing off, but. Uh, you know, like I said, not the very first of the series. You don't get too far ahead of yourself. Jake, do you just feel like you're tracking pucks right now? How hard is it to try to fight through that when they're they're trying to throw as many bodies as they can in front of you? Yeah. You just got to work that much harder. Uh, you got to fight for your space, own your space, and 
Uh, guys are doing a great job. Like I said, in the first couple of games, you know, if there is an extra uh, puck lying around or hits a body or it's loose, they're tying up a stick or they're they're holding a the guy for a split second to make a difference, and that's uh, that's huge right now. You get a pretty good view of Pareko there. Is he just every once in a while remind him, let it loose, let it rip? Yeah, you know, I think uh, as more of his career goes on, as more he understands how uh, offensive a threat he is, he will shoot the puck more. You know, he's got a great shot. Um, hopefully, we see a lot more. I, I obviously, I think we really liked our start. Um, you know, that's that was uh, a little bit more of the way that we played last game. I felt it was similar to game one a little bit, where once we grabbed the lead, I think we were a little guilty of sitting back a little bit, trying to hang on to it. Um, I think we're at our best when we're when we're pressing, when we're aggressive, um, and uh, maybe it was a couple of the penalty calls that kind of gave them a little life. And, and when that happened, I, I didn't feel like we pushed back quite as hard. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously, good good job by Jake and uh, PK was big tonight, and uh, and good to, to find a way in the end. Mike, you guys are without Stasny, without Fabry. You've got a guy from the Chicago Wolves almost on every line. What are the characteristics? this group's makeup that make you guys so successful well I, I, characteristics is character we I, you know we, we've we we believe that we were a playoff team and we had to fight to get into the playoffs it was not an easy task and uh and every game was meaningful and and you know along the way you lose Shattenkirk you lose Stasny we lost Laterra for a while we lost Fabry and uh, and the guys didn't we, we there was never a time where we buckled never a time where um, guys accepted anything less, less than our goal. And uh, so, yeah, obviously, I think that leading up to this, um, you know, gave us a, the confidence that we could still be a good hockey team. Um, and, uh, and so, we're, you know, we're in a good spot, but we know that there is awful, an awful lot of work to be done still. Mike, as you sat there and daydreamed about how this series could unfold, did you ever envision 3-0? Um, no, we, we never, you know, we went into game one hoping – to, to be one and and then uh, when we got that, we knew that we were going to have to respond and, and bounce back and, and be ready for a real tough test in game two, and and uh, and so we've you know I, I know how cliche it sounds, but we've taken it one game at a time, and so it's going to be the same focus for us for the next one. Again, I know that uh, that, it, that you know the way that they're going to come out. I know there's a lot of pride in that locker room, but more importantly, there's a real good hockey team that's across from us that. Uh, that you know is going to come out and bring their A game, and uh, and so obviously we're going to have to be ready to match that. Like games one and three, they had a tremendous number of shots. Do you view a high shot total as a negative, or just kind of part of the way you're playing? Yeah, I, no, no, I, I I view it as a negative. Yeah, I, I I think we have to be better than we were today. Um, you know, again, I, it's tough to it's tough. You know, you're 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 prodding the players on the bench. You know, and and again, when we play or seem to play our best hockey when when the score is even. And uh, I think uh, overtime in game one was indicative of that. Um, and uh, I think in game two, we managed it a little bit better. Uh, today, again, you know, we recognize that this was a big game for our team, obviously a big game for them. And uh, for whatever reason, it was tough for us to get back on the throttle and, and to get back on the hunt. Um, you know, I, I think that when we're at our best, we're playing, you know, we're playing smart, but we're still aggressive. We're creating turnovers. We're forechecking hard. You know, our D were pinching earlier in the game. Our gaps were... We're really good, and I think it was tough to get through the neutral zone, and and uh, I think we got a little bit soft uh, in, in some of those areas, which allowed them to, to come at us. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, like you know, we said this right from the start, that's a, that's a really good hockey team over there, and there's going to be some times where, you know, there's some things that we want to do, and and they're still going to have a push, 
and and they're going to have some moments, and we're going to have to withstand that, and uh, and we did that. That said, are, are you amazed at just how tough you've made it for them to get to the net, the, the player, your defenseman, and the, and the physicality and the blocking the shots and everything? Well, guys are paying a price. You guys are committed, and uh, and so you know, it's it's not hard, to, you know, for us to. To look at the tape and 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 understand that that every situation, every 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 time you're out there, it, it, it could be a difference maker. We we know how they play, uh, they know how how we play at this time. So um, those are always key points, key areas of, of the game, and and uh, guys are digging in. Did you feel like something good was going to happen for the power play? You had some movement on yeah, the first couple. That was that was a message after the second period, at, you know, and that that was a little bit concerning. As a coach, when you know you've got a lead, you've got two power plays. We had two really good power plays. We hit a couple posts, um, and then uh, you know you, you get a little bit nervous, especially the fact that um, that that we hadn't had a lot of success in the power play up to this game. But for me, the the the, the look of our power play in the first two power plays was way better, and so that was the message in between periods: is you know I like, just stay with it, and um, and so for them not only to to score the goal but to stabilize the game for us at that point. Um, they clearly had the momentum after scoring. That was uh, that was a critical moment for sure. Mike, do you even do you, do you talk to Jake at all, or you just let pretty much let Marty deal with him? I say hi, <laughs> good morning, and good job. That's about it right now. So I don't want to mess anything up. He's playing great, and uh, you know it's uh, of course of course there's communication, there's talk and, and whatnot. But uh, no, he's, he's in good hands. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking or what's going on over there. I mean, it's it's we have enough on our plate here to make sure we're focused on our guys. Mike, how's his, Mike, Mike, how's Jake's demeanor to to have gone from the lows to the highs, and he says there aren't any highs. Yeah. But just is he a steady guy? How is he? He's he's a steady guy, and um, you know we. There was I remember one particular time when when uh, he got pulled earlier and things weren't going well. And I remember having a conversation with him, basically just saying that this is this is going to make you a way better player getting through this. And uh, and I think we're seeing that right now. That was Alex Petrangelo, Jake Allen, and of course, Coach Mike. These guys are professionals. They're up three games to nothing, but they're all talking about getting better. You know, they don't know this series isn't over. They know Minnesota is not going to come into game four and just lay down for them. That's not going to happen. Bruce Boudreaux not going to let that happen. And players like Parise, Coyle, uh, and all the other guys there are not going to let that happen. You think Chris Stewart's going to let that happen? No way. The Blues better expect the best game they've seen out of the Minnesota Wild on Wednesday the 19th. At uh, The game will be at 8.30 p.m. And, of course, that's at Scott Trade. I want the Blues to sweep this series, make it 4 to four to nothing. I don't want it going back to Minnesota because if Minnesota wins game four, yeah, they're behind three games to one and they've got to win, you know, three more games after that, but it gives them momentum going back to their building. And I don't want to see that. So hopefully the blues can finish this up. And uh, I think they've got the talent to do so. If they just keep playing this game that they've played, can they need to cut down on the shots. They, I, like I said, after game one, they need to be about 25, 26 shots against, and they need to get about that much or more against Dubnik, which they did in uh, Game 3. 
And hopefully they'll repeat that and get about 30 shots in game four, which I think would really help them out if they can cut down also on those shots again. I want to thank everybody for joining me. This has been the Drop Podcast. I've been your host, Lance Descott. Make sure you come back for the next game recap. That'll be the recap of game four of round one, the Blues versus the Wild. Until next time, have a great rest of your week. And as always, we end the show with Let's Go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, W www.droppodcast.com where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.